0: Hello there. You know what I've come for. This is the way. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Yahoo! Hello and welcome back to The Pod Awakens. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and we're gonna be talking Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 6, the epic finale to the mid uh, to, to the mini series uh, called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm coming to you from Salt Lake City, so that's why my background is looking a little like a hotel behind me. So that's where we're gonna be discussing this at uh i stayed up uh, just story time i guess before we get into the you know the main parts of this episode as i you know have was traveling i landed around 1 a.m mountain time which is 3 a.m eastern which is right when the episode dropped so i downloaded it as soon as we landed (laughs) started watching a little bit in the shuttle to the airport i mean to the hotel but uh had a little bit of a chatty driver, so I had to stop for a bit. But once we got back to the actual hotel, I stayed up, you know, uh, watching it as you know until like 3.30 mountain time. And then we, uh, I went to bed and woke up just still thinking about this episode. Because, spoiler alert, I really, really enjoyed this episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we're going to get into why. I feel like there's a lot of good stuff to cover, so we're gonna just jump into it now here. But we're talking part six, which is directed by Deborah Chow, story by Stuart Beatty, uh, jo- and Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton. The teleplay was by Joby Harold, Andrew Stanton, and Hossein Amani. Um, that was June 22nd, 2022. It premiered on Disney Plus. This is actually the fastest I've ever done one of these recaps synopsis is the action-packed special event finale you know we're going classic disney plus wandavision-esque um uh, synopsis right that's that's what it is um and i say wandavision because they'd be like the events of wandavision ends it's like the finale description of wandavision if you haven't watched that but we kind of start off right away here with Reva on Tatooine looking for Luke and, um, you know, looking for Owen Lars and trying to find Luke and she wants to, you know, get revenge on Anakin Skywalker by taking out his kid. And, and we'll get to what happens with that later because it kind of introduces us to that and then we kind of go right back to Vader pursuing Kenobi and the path in the Star story. So... <laughs> I guess, uh, this, it's hard to believe this stuff is happening at the same time, it, you know, I mean it's science fiction, science fantasy, you can you can do whatever, uh, but she gets there like pretty darn quick from when they left her, that she goes, I guess, it, it all depends on where Tatooine is in the relevance of Jabim, right, because Obi-Wan's gonna get there pretty quick as well, after his battle with Darth Vader, but you know, uh, The Grand Inquisitor is telling Darth Vader it's not worth it, right? It is not worth going and just taking out Kenobi. We have a whole bunch of Force Sensitives here. Because Kenobi is going to split off. He's going to get into his own ship. He's going to separate from the group, and that's going to allow the path to escape. Because the uh, Vader, of course, is still just so eaten alive by his revenge for obi-wan that he is uh gonna take down one jedi instead of all these four sensitive kids that they would usually take out and uh we'll see where he ends up with that at the end but you know he fights uh he, he lands on this obi-wan lands on this planet and leia slipped in lola uh you know they have this great conversation about how Lola is helpful, you know, um, and Obi-Wan kind of mentions, like, oh, I wish I could have that right now, you know, that, that bit of hope, and Leia slipped it in there, so that made him smile a bit, and lands on, like, this, what, like, Rocky-esque planet, like, lots of towering spires, uh, of, uh, rocks. I thought it looked pretty cool. Some people said it looked... Yeah, you know, it's just rocks. But I thought it was pretty great uh, looking, especially for this fight and what it'll lead to. But so he's going to fight Vader alone on this planet. Vader's going to fly down in his shuttle. And Obi-Wan's waiting for him. And what I like about this is kind of how it mirrors, right? Obi-Wan was on another planet earlier this this show in Episode 3, Part 3. And when Vader arrives... Obi-Wan runs. This time there's no more running. Obi-Wan is sitting here waiting for Vader to come get him. And I like that You know, we're really starting to see the Obi-Wan that we kind of thought... I wouldn't even say thought we were going to see because I I feel like we kind of knew he was going to be this broken Obi-Wan first. But I think the way I would probably word it is we are now seeing closer to the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan from A New Hope. So he's going to fight against Vader here. He even does his usual prequel stance, you know, with the two fingers pointed out, the blade close to his head. And um, I love the way that they use the lightsabers and the force in this. You know, uh, we we have a part where Obi-Wan's going to force push Vader. We have them really hacking at each other again. Um, We have some, you know, Vader flinging rocks at him and actually getting the high ground i at first thought that was going to be some sort of reference to it and it could have came across real corny he's like don't try it obi Wan. i have the high ground it could have worked it depends on how they deliver it but instead he's like all right i have the high ground so he's not gonna he knows obi-wan's not gonna attempt it so he just buries him buries him with the rocks he's not expecting obi-wan to be able to stop the rocks. You know, he does recognize that Obi-Wan's strength has returned. He says, your strength has returned, but your weakness remains. And his weakness is, I guess what, if I was putting myself in Vader's shoes, is the light side of the Force, and believing that there is good in Vader, and that he is not strong enough to kill Vader. Is what I assume is what he's- is weakness, but, such a great line delivery too that if this is really just the re tech tech and not anything else then uh, i would be amazed but um obi-wan's actually gonna cut vader's helmet in half and we're gonna see hayden christensen as anakin playing darth vader here um you know playing at playing anakin skywalker who is vader here and we actually get both we get Both him playing Anakin and him playing Vader here. But Vader thought he had won. You know, he buried him. He's walking back. And we kind of get another mirror of um, part three, right? When uh, Obi-Wan ran away and he thought, okay, I'm free. And then Vader's right behind him. And you have this same sort of thing where Vader is uh, walking away back to his ship. And then Obi-Wan just, bam, right there, sneaks up on him. And uh we see him pick up these uh all these rocks and just force push them into into uh Vader, which is just amazing. And just the way he's beating down Vader at this point, he before he even cuts off the helmet, he's beating up his voice box, he's uh cutting the back of his cape, he's just absolutely kicking Darth Vader's butt. And I think George Lucas had said in the past that Obi-Wan was stronger than Vader and we see that again here and what i love about this is that obi-wan never actually loses to vader his closest time is in that part three right but in episode three he defeats vader in a new hope he's going to uh, in this show anyway he defeats vader and in a new hope while vader gets i guess obi-wan out of the picture Obi-Wan still wins that right he says if you strike me down I will become stronger than you can ever imagine he becomes one with the force he's able to guide Luke still after all of this he's going to help take down that Death Star by telling Luke to just use the force and he always ones up Vader I love that about Obi-Wan Obi-Wan is my favorite Jedi in the Skywalker saga and uh, glad to see him here just absolutely back to full power wrecking Anakin and this is where again I think we can say that line from a new hope makes a lot of sense right when I when I, you know I left I was the apprentice but now I'm the master he gets humbled again here and that's what I was kind of talking about last week he's going to get humbled again here because we need to see that Obi-Wan is still his master. And he even calls him master, right? When he buries him, he says, sorry, master, or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? He he completely, goodbye, master, or something like that. Completely, that's Anakin still. There's still Anakin in there. No matter how much Anakin is going to say this when the, when the mask is completely split. And Obi-Wan just says, Anakin. And... I love Vader's line here and Hayden's delivery. Anakin is gone. I am what remains. And Obi-Wan tears in his eyes. This is Ewan McGregor's, like, best performance as Obi-Wan, by the way. It's this episode in particular, but this show, I think. Definitely, overall. I He says, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin, for all of it. And this line, this is just, this is the beautiful of Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader is this next line here of, I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. And we get like a little smirk from Darth Vader here. And what you're also seeing in this scene here is when Obi-Wan's calling him Anakin, there's kind of like a blue tint. Obi-Wan's blue lightsaber is kind of illuminating the side of his face for Anakin. And that's showing that Anakin is still in there. But when he says this line, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. There's no more blue light. It's the red lightsaber just illuminating that side of his face. The smirk from Vader is so sinister. This is truly, right here, you know, he's going to say this, then my friend is truly dead. And when he walks away from he says, goodbye, Darth. And this is, I loved this line, and I loved this line because it's a great callback to a new hope when vader says that line of i was the uh, apprentice now i'm the master right obi-wan responds to him by saying what he says only a master of evil darth he calls him darth doesn't call him anakin and of course this is retcon right these are all retcons because originally darth vader was just his name right when george wrote a new hope don't let them fool you none of this stuff was planned out right none of this stuff was planned he wrote a new hope with darth vader as the name darth vader people will keep saying the vader means father in german and stuff it's vater it's not vader and i think in dutch i'm not even sure if it's fully vader like that but it's completely different that wasn't planned you know um so him calling him Darth is... And people are always like, well, that's weird, because now they made Darth a title, right? He retcons this, right? Originally, Darth Vader was just his name. But then he makes every Sith a Darth, right? Darth Sidious, Darth Tyrannus, Darth Maul, um, on and on and on. Even to the expanded universe of Darth Revan and you know, Darth Malak, right? All of these Darths. But Obi-Wan calls him this because he's saying, alright, what else are you going to call him? He could have said goodbye Vader, I guess. But I I like him saying Darth because if we take into account that the Darth is just a Sith Lord title now, he's pretty much saying you're not even, like, named, right? It'd be like saying goodbye, mister, right? I kind of like that. Goodbye, Darth. And it's just a great callback to A New Hope. And also, this this makes even more sense to what he says. You know, it's not just from a certain point of view BS that he says to Luke now. He says, Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father. And he says that in A New Hope to Luke Skywalker. And now we know that this isn't just something he came up with to justify not telling him the truth. He honestly believes this, and he believes it because he hears it straight from the horse's mouth. Anakin says... I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. He's taking onus of that death of Anakin Skywalker and uh, as Darth Vader. So when Obi-Wan is saying that, it's not just some BS he made up to say, well, it's true from a certain point of view. He is going to still say that line in you know, Empire or Return of the Jedi. But he is able to uh say honestly it's not just from a certain point of view he honestly believes this again because vader tells him himself right and i think vader is probably correct in that look the whole jedi did fail anakin but you know, you could say about, like, why didn't they just give him rank of master, right? Well, let's not forget in Attack of the Clones as a Padawan still, before he's even a Jedi Knight. He's going to destroy all the Tuskens for killing his mother. Even the women and the children, right? That's red flags right there for Darth Vader. Those are just red flags right there. So, there is something... That he was susceptible to. During this whole thing. It's not Obi-Wan's fault. It's not even Qui-Gon's fault. It's not Yoda's fault. It's none of their fault. Anakin is ultimately. Responsible. For the decisions he makes. Which does make. This true. That Darth Vader killed Anakin Skywalker. Or rather, Anakin Skywalker succumbed to the dark side all on his own. You know, he's seeing visions of Padme dying. Well, guess what? He wasn't even supposed to have attachments. Right? Because even if people say, well, you know, the Jedi having attachments, not having attachments is what led him down this path too. Well, he then would have always had this problem right? If he had attachment, maybe you could say he would have saw his mother more and maybe would have kept her alive and he wouldn't go down this dark path that eventually leads to where he is. But if he started getting visions of Padme's death again, he would still turn to Palpatine, I think. I I fully believe that. So it ultimately is on him. And Obi-Wan can kind of forgive himself now. And I think that's why we do see a turn in the later half of this episode is because he now knows for sure Anakin is dead and it's not Obi-Wan's fault. It's not his fault anymore. And while he'll say that line to Luke of Darth Vader murdered, you know, betrayed and murdered your father, he no longer had guilt associated with that anymore. So that was... Kind of my take on it. It's just a really great scene. I watched it twice already. It's just a really fantastic scene. And also, what makes this scene is the mixing of Hayden, Christensen, and James Earl Jones' voices. Sometimes you hear the James Earl Jones, sometimes you hear the Hayden Christensen. And I think. Hayden Christensen's best performances, Vader and Anakin Skywalker, no doubt, is from this. But I think even in the prequels now, if you watch them, what I'd heard before, just from like online stuff or other podcasts, I'm not sure, but that the reason Hayden was delivering some of the lines that people think oddly in the prequels, some of those choppy sentences, is because he was trying to speak in the same sort of cadence or line delivery of Darth Vader. Because it wouldn't make sense if Anakin is is talking in a different way and then gets the suit on and is just all of a sudden speaking differently. So that was kind of his bridge of it. So when he and I hear that here when he says, you know, this line delivery of "I am not your failure, Obi Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did." I can hear that in James Earl Jones and I can hear that in Hayden Christensen. It's because of his delivery. He stresses the certain words right? The certain syllables in the words that makes it sound like, okay, if we put a a James Earl Jones filter on it, it sounds like Darth Vader. So I think we can kind of see that from this now, that that might be a true story. I don't know, just something that has been around before that I wanted to point out. But this is fantastic, by the way. And this is also like only, what, 26 minutes into the show I thought we were almost done I was like man that was a quick episode and then I look at the time and I'm only halfway through at this point and I was like geez, that's awesome um, but yeah convinced Anakin cannot be saved Obi's gonna leave Obi-Wan's gonna leave Vader behind and we get Vader just calling for Obi-Wan which is just a fantastic fantastic moment Uh, this is the highlight of the whole show i think i really do think that (laughs) this is not just because of the fight but this delivery of the lines the mixing of the voices obi-wan full at peak force ability again and him finally being able to have closure to that anakin situation it definitely changes the way i look at the originals um, you know, if you watch Revenge of the Sith and then watch A New Hope, you're like, geez, he, you know, he loses, he defeats Darth Vader and then he's going to kind of lose to him here, but he's going to become back stronger and that's it. And now we just have this great written, you know, back and forth between them that is excellently acted and produced, I don't know, it was just goosebumps. Um, and also, I think what I wanted to say with this too is, I thought I had this in my notes. Um, no, I can't think of what it is. Maybe I lost my spot there. Anyway, phenomenal. Back at the farm, this kind of intercuts here with Reva um, going to Owen's farm and is fought off by Owen and Baru. Keep seeing a lot of memes that say, like, okay, when those stormtroopers came for them in episode 4, you know they took out a few. Because they did do a lot of, uh... They did pretty good. They did pretty good with, um, taking Reva down a peg or two. Luke is going to escape. He never sees the lightsaber actually lit. So I know some people are going to be worried about that. And... You know, she uses her f- her force powers when he's running up on a hill and knocks him down and uh, uh, ignites her lightsaber. And she just has flashbacks. She doesn't see Luke anymore. She sees herself laying there. And she knew she could not do what Anakin had done to her. And, you know, at first she tells Obi-Wan later that that is her failure right but it's not really a failure he says you know he says you did them honor for her fallen you know jedi padawans her, her fellow younglings um oh obi-wan you know is going to Welcome her back from the dark side, pretty much. You know, I I love this scene here because it again shows how welcoming and forgiving the light side of the Force can be, and how Obi Wan ain't giving up on her. He says, you know, like pretty much toss that lightsaber aside and start a new path. And that's what I assume she'll do. There's rumors of her getting a spinoff, and maybe that's the case. I just don't know how exciting a show just about Reva can be. I guess former Inquisitor doing something else could be fun, but I feel like we're at a point now where we have a lot of content between episodes three and four that kind of want some new eras soon, so we'll see how that turns out if that happens. Back on Autoron though, Leia is, you know, more willing for her duty. She's not running away. She's putting on, you know, Obi-Wan gave her a holster and She's got the holster on. It's, um, it's cute. And, uh, she thinks maybe another cousin is coming to visit her, but it's Obi-Wan coming, and he brings Lola back to her. And this scene, I think, is the second highlight of the episode to me. And what I think it really works is, you know... Obi-Wan's happy here. We totally see this is Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan, at this point. Completely confident in his own abilities. He's happy. He's laughing at Leia's joke, right, where she says, I think you you know, like, what are you going to do next? And he says, I don't know, what should I do? And she says, sleep. He, He lets out a hearty chuckle. And he is also going to tell her he does know her parents. And... He had kind of mentioned, right, or at least in, in, what was it, part three, right, that he had known um, Padme, but here he's going to give a little information of of Anakin as well. You know, here's his wording here. You are wise, discerning, and kind-hearted. These are qualities that came from your mother. You are also passionate, fearless, forthright, And these are gifts from your father. Both were exceptional people who bore an exceptional daughter. I wish I could tell you more. And I love the delivery of this. You can tell this means a lot to Obi-Wan. And Leia getting any nugget of information from her birth parents is something that is helping her. And she says, you know, don't worry about it. And that, I wish I could tell you more, I'm assuming, is... I wish I could tell you you have a brother. I wish I could tell you you're strong in the Force. Like, I wish I could tell you more adventures I had with your parents. But I can't. And she says, Will I ever see you again? Which is, like, a line right from The Phantom Menace. When Anakin asked that to his mother. So I like that. And he says, You know, we must be careful. No one must know. And... I'm going to kind of rail against some of the complaint people again here, and I know I do this a lot, but people, like I said last week, were... Oh, like, episode two came out, right? And they're like, uh, well, the Inquisitor's dead, so they're just breaking canon now? And then episode five, we find out, okay, the Inquisitor's fine, right? This is a long con by Vader. Then we get... Um, you know, her her knowing his name is Obi-Wan or knowing anything about him. Well, why wasn't her message uh, personalized in A New Hope? And we got that answer here. He says we must be careful no one must know. You know, that they know each other. So that's why her message is more of a call to an action. Of you served my father in the Clone Wars... Blah 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 blah, and I think it worked even without this line here. But I think this line now makes it undeniable that the writers knew what they were doing, and just not all the questions are going to be answered in the first two episodes. We we have to wait until we get to the finale before we can judge on if there's unanswered questions. So uh, Obi Wan also tells Bale, you know, hey, if you ever need me again, you know where to find me. Which is also a reference to this A New Hope message, but also a reference to Bale in Rogue One. Who pretty much says, like, I have a Jedi friend that we can call, right? And then that's what sends Leia on the course of sending the message to Obi-Wan. And, you know, they do see each other again, just briefly. She sees him um, in the Death Star right before he gets struck down. And becomes one with the Force. And now this, again, just makes so much more sense why she would name her son Ben. She barely knew Ben in, you know, before we knew this show, right? So I really like that she named her kid Ben for Ben Solo. And it's after Ben and after this show, pretty much, right? This is a great example, like a great experience she had with Ben and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, upon his return to Tatooine, he assures Owen that Luke should grow up as a regular boy. And, again, this is part of, okay, th- there's no longer all on the kids as a new hope. It's, Obi-Wan is fully, again, confident in himself. He knows he can kick Vader's butt. He know he can do this. He is going to take a step back not be overbearing and when it's time maybe he'll train him but really he thinks he can do it himself like he tells bail if you need me you know holler at me i'll i'll join the fight he's in a totally different state of mind than he was in part 1 of this show and this is character growth and I, you know he, he's he was weak in the force back then And now he is no longer afraid. He is fully himself. He even puts the Jedi robes back on. And uh, Owen says, hey, why don't you come meet Luke? And we get the hello there, right? I'm glad we only got it the one time. I think it works perfectly here. I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting him to say something about Luke, and then I get hit with the hello there. So they showed amazing restraint. Of not using it until now. Okay, and then, uh, also what he's wearing is not just uh, his Jedi robes, but he's wearing like almost an exact suit layout of um, Marvel Comics Star Wars issue 15, where he's got the, like, like brown sleeveless part of the robe and then also has the goggles hanging off. And this is a reference to a toy from Sideshow Collectibles, a mythos statue of Ben Kenobi. That that comic was a reference to. The cover of the comic. So that's pretty rad. <laughs> they did their research. He gives Luke the Skyhopper toy. And um he's got his inner peace. As he's riding off, he finally sees Qui-Gon Jinn, and this is something I talked about last week that I wanted in this show is Qui-Gon, at least the voice, and it was great to see, it was just great to see him, fantastic, Liam Neeson looked great, um, took you long enough, right, is what he says, uh, uh, Qui-Gon says to him, and we have confirmation he's now a full force ghost now, and apparently this happens in also a, in a, short story and from a certain point of view a book that he was able to materialize around this year in the canon so that would that doesn't break anything I saw some people saying that it breaks that Uh, but we also get confirmation I was always here Obi-Wan you just weren't ready to see so anytime he was calling out to Qui-Gon Qui-Gon's probably right next to him saying Obi-Wan I'm here but Obi-Wan couldn't see him couldn't hear him he had to fully get back to his himself, right? Get over the heartache, get over the guilt, and become Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And then on Mustafar, we have Vader fully suited back up again, giving up his search for Obi-Wan uh, because the Emperor is starting to question some stuff here. He says, like, you know, you let a whole thing go, right? For one Jedi. And is it, you know, like, what's so special about him? And, of course, he knows. He's poking and prodding him. He's shaming him for it. That enough that Vader says Obi-Wan means nothing. And I I believe this is truly where he is fully Darth Vader. He's been Darth Vader this whole time. But, I mean, fully committed to the Emperor. He's no longer going to be making these trips out just to see Obi-Wan. Or if Obi-Wan crossed his path, he's not going to take the bait, I don't think, going on from here. I think part of Vader thinks that he has closure on it a bit. And we finally get the Imperial March. It hit like a ton of bricks here. We also got the Force theme and Leia's theme and stuff like that in this uh, part of the episode. So that was just, that was wonderful. That was great. I don't know, overall, just really fantastic, fantastic show. Do I think we're getting more? Maybe? I kind of don't want more, honestly, of Obi-Wan. I think a Vader series could be cool, but I think this series ended perfectly. I think it sets up A New Hope perfectly with all these references. I don't think we need any more Obi-Wan between episodes three and four, but, you know, we probably will. (laughs) This show was a huge hit, viewership-wise, and uh, Ewan uh, McGregor uh, is totally down for it. He keeps saying that. Kathleen Kennedy is totally down for it. So I'm I'm sure we might, but I don't think they can cross paths again. I really don't think that would be beneficial, so I wonder what he would actually do. Maybe some smaller stories around Tatooine, but... I don't know. This was just so good by itself. I don't know if I'd wanna wanna mess with it at all. I think I would just leave it alone and say that was that. But yeah, the 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 character growth in this. I don't know. This this whole show was just. I really enjoyed every episode, but the the last two episodes have been fantastic. Answering questions we had setting up stuff um to perfectly blend in with the original trilogy and and like i said when you go back and watch a new hope now it has totally different meaning uh saw some people complaining that maybe we didn't get a clear reference to what vader meant by obi-wan once thought as you did but i think it's pretty clear when obi-wan's talking and the light is blue on anakin's face and he's calling him anakin 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 that's where he's thinking the the good is still in him. Until Vader tells him I'm not your failure. I killed Anakin, not you. And he says, "Oh, my friend is truly dead." That's when he realizes there's no more good in Anakin Skywalker or in Darth Vader. So, it's not like explicitly hit over the head, but I th- that's what I would say is would still make sense. I think Vader could, of course, see that as, okay, Obi-Wan still thinks there's good in me, because he keeps trying to appeal. I'm sorry, Anakin. I'm so sorry, and Obi-Wan was right. Obi-Wan was right. We see Luke bring Vader back from the edge, so there was good in him, and of course, that shows Padme was right from the end of Revenge of the Sith, but, you know, Obi-Wan does the best he can, until, Vader clearly tells him, no, and, Obi-Wan gave him tons of opportunities to turn his back, so, again, just a beautiful scene, I can't stop talking about this dynamic between the two characters and this scene is just absolutely fantastic, I can't... I can't believe we got that. I just can't believe we got that. Hey, again, Hayden Christensen, fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad to see the the fans have welcomed him back into... You know, the fandom. Giving him... You know, he got so much crap after Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. And what I also like is that he had better material I still think in, in the show so he did have some great lines to work with like seriously this confrontation is just pitch perfect lines line delivery sound effects all that stuff is just fantastic my only complaint would be a little bit of the shaky cam from Deborah Chow because you know you want to see the cool moves that they do, and I was able. this this fight didn't bother me as much as some of the other fights did, but I saw some others complaining about that from this episode, but it didn't bother me as much this one as it did maybe in other episodes, but yeah, I don't know, I'm really excited, we, we have a long gap now until Andor at the end of um, August. That we'll be getting, Andor. So really excited to see where that goes. But we and we didn't even really talk about it. But we got Palpatine in those too. So we got Palpatine, Qui Gon Jinn, uh, Leia, Luke, <laughs> Anakin, Vader, Obi Wan, Quinlan Voss reference in one of the episodes. I mean, this show connected so many so many threads and is essential viewing now, I would say like if I'm doing a rewatch go episode 1, episode 2 maybe a few Clone Wars episodes, episode 3 and then go into the rest of the order, I think Solo would be first then you go maybe Obi-Wan Rogue One a New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, Mando, Book of Boba Fett, 789. I think those are like essential. And then probably some rebels in there. Between 3 and 4 as well. And then we're like I said we're getting Andor, so that'll be fitting in before Rogue One. So, rewatch would be a lot if you're going to add... I mean, I, I you can't sit down and add, I don't think, the full Clone Wars in the rewatch, but shows like Obi-Wan that are six episodes, absolutely. I could fit that in, watch that in, like, two days, and continue the rewatch. You know, three a day or whatever, instead of movies. But I'm just in love with this show. I, I, I don't know if it's my favorite Disney Plus show. I really do love Mandalorian, but... Mandalorian is a continuation show, so this is the only limited series we've had so far from Star Wars, and, well, I guess Book of Boba Fett, but I would put this above that, and, you know, if you listen to my Book of Boba Fett recaps with Logan, we were very much into that show, but this is more of a standalone than even Book of Boba Fett, right? Book of Boba Fett takes a turn halfway through where you're getting Mandalorian and Grogu and the characters back. Oh, this is, like, completely separate. You can watch this, like I said, right after a uh, Revenge of the Sith and go right into this, into A New Hope, and miss nothing and just just go and watch just like this Obi-Wan-Darth Vader conflict. Going through there. Maybe we'll talk more Obi Wan in another episode, but I really did enjoy this. I might try to get Logan or Jack's point of view in this finale because this is just a this is just a great finale. All right, if you want to give us a follow, you can follow us on like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Pod Awakens is where we all are. Podawakens at gmail dot where you can hit us up with email feedback if you want to give us your thoughts on obi-wan kenobi but i think that's about it so i'm probably going to take a little break from the pod before coming out with something else like i said i might get more people on talk obi-wan but the next show isn't until andor at the end of august so maybe i can think of some cool content ideas in between then but for now this is goodbye Just keep an eye on the feed, stay subscribed, and you'll get all of our episodes. So have a great rest of your week. Enjoy watching Obi-Wan multiple times, and just enjoy Star Wars. I have spoken. (laughs) I <laughs> can